today, I want to just spend a few moments just sharing with you about two particular disciples that had an unusual, an incredible experience. They had a personal appointment with the living Lord. Now, this is the point. Our faith is completely different than any other faith because our God is alive and we interact with him. Jesus is a risen Savior. I can almost hear the amen from your home. You know, Jesus is alive, and that's the big difference that we have. Let me tell you this story. It's found in Luke chapter 24, and you can see it from verses 13 to 35. Luke 24, 13 to 35, and I'm just going to summarize it because uh, we want to uh, begin to just minister into your heart. There were two disciples, and they are leaving Jerusalem in complete uh, devastation that Jesus had died. One of them was named Cleopas. And as they are debating about what's going on, Jesus appearing in another form, or, or at least they weren't recogn- wasn't recognizable, comes alongside them and asks them what they're talking about. And they say to him something like, you know, are you the only one who doesn't know what's happened in Jerusalem? We're so disappointed about what's gone on. And uh, they said, what things, Jesus says to them. And they say, well, Jesus, we thought he was a prophet. We, the, the, the elders killed him. We, we thought he was our redeemer. And then now we're confused because even some of our women are saying that he is risen from the dead. And so Jesus then arrests their attention because they're downcast. They've lost their hope. They said, in fact, we had hopes that he would be different. So Jesus arrests their attention and says, let me teach you what the scriptures say about me. And and using the prophets, Moses, the Psalms, he teaches them about himself. And then they come to a village. They must have arranged to already stay there. And uh, Jesus makes it look like he's going to move past it. But they they urge him, no, stay with us. And in the original language, that, that phrase, stay with us, is a real plea. And I pray that you will have the same plea today. And they go into the home and they begin to break bread. And as soon as they see what we know as communion, their eyes are open. They see the risen Lord and he's taken from their sight. They are so excited. It doesn't matter that it's late at night that they hurry back to Jerusalem to share that good news. What an amazing story today about an encounter, a personal encounter. And actually, I tell you that story today because today I believe it's God's will for you to have a personal encounter with Jesus, that you begin to realize, well, yes, he is alive. You see, there's two sides to our faith. There's the, the side of our faith that's, you know, we build our character slowly, we, we do uh, good practices and so on. But then there's the other side of, of faith where it's a dynamic interaction with Jesus. And it's that interpersonal interaction with Jesus that I'd like to deepen us into today. You know, I went to a school called Chell High School. And uh, take off the C and you'll realize uh, what a type of school it was. And in my high school, I was brilliant at the theory of woodwork. I used to come top in the class in the exams. But then in the practical, 
I was terrible. Uh, you can't believe that, I know. But I was just awful. And I think that's what some Christians are like. They, they really know the theory of Christianity. And they know uh, all the right answers. But I wonder if in the outworking of it, or sometimes the interaction with our living God, how real that is. And so today, I wonder if I can encourage you to go deeper with your encounter in Jesus. I wonder if I can encourage you that you actually begin to dust yourself off and say, you know what, Lord, I do want to know you deeper. These two disciples, they were moving away from Jerusalem. They were going away from fellowship. They were going away in, in disappointment. And, you know... Uh, Whatever you think about their actions, they, they were obviously in the inner circle of Jesus because Jesus goes to find them. He goes actually to say, I know that you're moving away. I know that you're disappointed, but I'm coming to find you. You know, if you're disappointed today... And if you feel like this situation has got on top of you so much that you're feeling that this lockdown is pressing you down, then what I want to say to you today, Jesus wants to come and walk in your room and find you. Because he always tries to find those people who've lost their hope. You know, in Psalm chapter 34, verse 18, it says, The Lord is close to the brokenhearted and saves those who are crushed in spirit. The righteous person may have many troubles, but the Lord delivers them from them all. Jesus wants to come and find you where you are. You see, you may not be in a church building today. You may be in the privacy of your own home. But don't you know that Jesus is right there with you? Like these two disciples, he went and found them. He wants to come and find you. But you know, isn't it strange that they didn't recognize him? And that actually, that in fact, Mark chapter 16 says he was even in a different form. I don't really understand all of that. But it's strange that it wasn't recognized. And I want to say to you today that there's a, maybe some of Jesus that you don't recognize. That there's a, a deeper revelation about Jesus that you need to have. And that perhaps if you are somebody who's a, a God seeker today, that perhaps there's, you recognize God. God in one form, but there's more about God that you can have and realize. You know, I want you to just take stock of what your living relationship with Jesus is. One of the ways that we can open ourselves up to encounter, and one of the ways that we can open ourselves up to this, this sense of knowing God's presence is, first of all, be honest about where you're at. These two disciples were talking. In fact, in the original, it means that they were debating. They were, they, were, they were really trying to unpick what had happened. And actually, when Jesus comes alongside them, it says that they stopped and they were downcast. The way we can open ourselves up to the living presence of God is to stop and be honest about how we're feeling is to begin to say, well, God, this is where I'm at. God deals with honesty and truth. And if you're denying how you're feeling, 
then it's hard for God to break through and to speak to you. And if you want God to speak to you today, why don't you just honestly tell him how you're actually feeling? Another way that we can open up to God is to begin to build our knowledge on what God is actually like. Jesus said to these two disciples, what things do you understand? And they gave their understanding. They, they said to Jesus, uh, oh, we think that he was a prophet. We think that, that he, he, he was a redeemer of Israel. But, you know, the scribes and the Pharisees, they've killed him. The elders of our nation, they've killed him. And their understanding was, is that man could thwart God's plans. You know, I, I kind of get that sometimes, that when, when we feel like people have disappointed us, it clouds our relationship with God. It becomes a barrier. And, and obviously, they had thought that the elders of the, the nation had, had completely stopped what they thought the plan of God was. And so they got disappointed. But they don't realize that God is over all what man can do. And whatever has happened to you in your life today, whoever in the past has, has done something that's cut across your plan or disappointed you, you see, they didn't realize that Jesus was above that plan, that he had a bigger plan. And so they thought that the elders had stopped it, but whatever man can do, God can overcome it. And I want to say to you today, don't let your disappointment about what's happened from other people make you more disappointed in God because God wants to overcome what they have done to bring you through to his full plans. And they went on to say to Jesus, oh, you know, we, we've heard, we thought that it was just the Redeemer of Israel. We thought that it was going to lead us. And actually, they didn't realize that God's plans were bigger. He wasn't just the Savior of Israel. Praise God, he's the Savior of the whole world. And he's wanting to save all of us today. And they said to them, to Jesus, hey, we think that we've heard some strange reports and there might be some things about God that you don't understand. This is my point. You've got some understanding about God today. You might have a vague notion that there might be a God out there. If you want the living God to speak to you, you've got to be prepared to say, is there more about God that I must learn? Is there something more that I, I've got to uh, reach out for and understand more? In fact, let me take it a little bit deeper, and perhaps this is more true for somebody who is already in faith. But, you know, Jesus then takes these two disciples uh, as a, through a journey through Scripture. He, he says to them and teaches them from Deuteronomy that he is a prophet. And then he teaches them from the Psalms that he's both the son and he is somebody who's going to rule and reign with God on his throne. And then he takes them, uh, takes them to Isaiah and shows that Jesus was the suffering servant. And then he takes him to Daniel, the prophet, that says that he's the ancient of days and the ruler and reigner. Uh, of everything. You see, what Jesus did with these two disciples is he takes them through the whole scripture. I was doing an interview yesterday uh, on a Zoom call, and one of the questions was, do I have a favorite part of the Bible? 
Well, I guess we all have parts that have spoken to us in different seasons, but I remember a story that my brother-in-law, Alan, taught me a long time ago. He talked about a missionary, and, and the, the missionary had got his Bible open, and he was underlining every single line in the Bible. And somebody asked him, he said, what are you doing? He, he said, I thought you only underline the, the bits that really speak to you. And the missionary said, it's all important to me. If you want to encounter God... You have to do it through the whole scripture. And there may be some Christians watching this today who you haven't really been involved in all of the Bible for a long time. If you really want to encounter the living God, then maybe it's time to read those parts of the scripture that you've been missing out. And not just do a daily verse here and a daily verse there, but to get into some of the other things about the Scripture and begin to expand all that you know about Him. If you want to encounter God, it will be for the whole sweep of Scripture. If you really want to encounter God and and get into this living side of our faith, You need to do exactly the same thing as what these two disciples did. As Jesus feigned to go past the village, they said, Jesus, stay with us. Let me tell you something. Encounter won't happen unless you really want it. A relationship with the living God won't happen unless you say, I really want you to be a part of my life. I want you to be deeper into me. Jesus was testing them almost if they really wanted him to stay. Now, you see, as Jesus had been teaching the Scripture, their hearts were burning, uh, their hearts were, were set on fire, their interest had been piqued up. And, you know, I, I find that some Christians are like that. They love the buzz of, of learning new things. But actually what Jesus' heart is, is that you have a deeper revelation of him so that he stays with you. So don't let's become people who just want to get fresh tidbits from the Bible or fresh things, but let's be people who say, well, I read the Bible in order to get to you, Jesus, so that I can be what you want me to be in you. So the disciples, they say, Jesus, stay. And unless you really want an encounter, the encounter won't be very deep. So I want to encourage you today, wherever you are in your faith, Can you begin to ask God and say, God, I want you to stay so that I can really know you. So they go into the village and then the real encounter and the revelation of Jesus comes around communion. And you know, lots of preachers and pastors will teach about communion and they'll, they'll say that, oh, we need to commune with God. And the teaching basically is spend a lot of time with God. And of course, that's true. We do need to not just always have our five minutes with God and a, and a quick run past him. But actually, this encounter with Jesus didn't seem to take a long time. But this is what it was. As they looked at him and he said, this is my body, 
This is my blood. What he did was he shared the plans and purposes of God. And you know, that's what real communion is. It, It does involve time, but really it involves you saying, God, what is your heart? What is your plan? And I agree with those things and I want to walk in those things. If you want a living encounter with Jesus then it's time for you to say, God, I open my life to your plans. There may be some of you watching this, and actually you've got your life mapped out. You, you kind of think, well, this is, I know me, and I know what's going to happen. And you've not really sat down with God in communion with him and said, God, all of my plans, all of my thoughts I now want to hear your plans and your thoughts for me. You see, that's what living faith's about. Uh, We can be good at the routine, but living faith says, God, what are you saying? What are you sharing? And as these two disciples saw Jesus break the bread and, and perhaps take the cup and they were reminded of what he said, they saw the plan of God to save the world. Well, they were so excited, even though it was late at night, they decided to go back into fellowship, to go back and tell people. You see, when you have a real encounter with God, it doesn't make you this mystic, recluse type of person where, you know, you're off on a mountain just communing with God. Actually, when you connect with God, he connects you to other people. When you connect with with what he's doing, he puts you back into fellowship and he also gives you to something to say, to share with other people. And I just wonder today whether we could share this good news of Jesus with as many people as we can. You can click on this service later on and you can share it with your friends on Facebook. You could email the link to the YouTube channel. You could just uh, take some of what we're doing online and share it out all over the world even, or at least to your friends. You can create a watch party so that people could watch it together and then comment and ask questions on it. You know, The encounter of God is when you're honest about your feelings. The encounter of God is when you say, there's more about God that I need to learn. Getting to know God in a living way is when you go through all of the Bible and and see what his, his whole teaching is. But real encounter is when you say, God, I don't want just you to interest me or fix things for me. I just want to know you deeply. I want you to stay with me. And the encounter of God is when you say to God, God, I want to know your purposes and your plans. And you know, that's not all down to you. In fact, if you look in the Bible record, it says that Jesus opened their eyes. That it's not just about you striving, it's not just about you making it happen, it's about you being the sort of person where you're obedient, yes, you do the right things, and God, by his grace, will show you who he is. God, by who 
He wants to be. Like Paul prayed to the Ephesians, I pray that your eyes will be opened and your spirit will be enlightened. It's not down to you to just reach up to God and always make him come into your life. Actually, if you'll just be open, he will come. We're going to sing a song in a moment called Build My Life, uh, the firm foundation that we're building our lives on. And I want to just say to you that as we have talked about what the encounter of God can be like, why don't you just call on him right now? In fact, just put your hand over your heart wherever you are. Heavenly Father, we just come to you now. And we know that you want to give us a living relationship with you. We know, Lord, that you want to bring us a living hope. And so in Jesus' name now, we just want to call on you. Wherever you are, if you feel like your relationship has gone a bit quiet with Jesus, why don't you call on him now? Just call on his name. Say, Jesus, I know that you're there. Come and speak to me. He wants to give you comfort. He wants to give you strength to get through these days. But those of you who are worried about your jobs or may have even lost your job, he is going to protect you and he will provide for you. So why don't you just call on him now? You may not know Jesus. You may think to yourself, well, I haven't, I've listened to this and I don't really have understood that he was alive, but I feel he's alive. This is a prayer for you. Lord Jesus, I come to you now. Please forgive me for the things that haven't been right in my life. I give them to you. Would you come into my life Wash me and cleanse me. I now accept you as my leader and my Lord. Save me, Lord, I pray. Amen. If you just said that simple prayer, come into my life, I'm sorry, Lord, then we'd like to know, send us an email on admin at bcc.life and we would love to know if you prayed that prayer because we want to connect with you.
let me just speak strongly. Jesus is alive. Christianity is different. It's about a relationship with someone who is alive. It's not a theory. It's not something that's just a few life principles. It's a living God. It's not someone just being nice or a good sort. It's about us having our lives completely turned around by Jesus Christ himself, who is alive. And he wants to share his heart, his love, his plans, and his purposes with you. He wants to fill your life so that from this moment, you can live completely fulfilled and forgiven and free. And so today on this Resurrection Sunday, can I encourage every Christian who's watching, go deeper in your love for Jesus. Go further in your purpose in God. Go stronger and harder after the living Savior. Because that's where your real destiny lies. I know that things are tough right now. But if you'll fasten your hope onto God, you will not be disappointed. And he will bring your life to something of reality. If today you're watching and you're perhaps wondering why we're so sure about faith, if you would simply ask the question, God, are you there? Then something will begin to draw you because we are confident and we know that God's alive. And so you will be drawn and you'll begin to see things and you'll meet people and you'll hear things that will draw you until you come to that living knowledge that Jesus is alive.